Hey babe, welcome to the She Factor Podcast, a space where we believe empowered women empower women. We're here to inspire, encourage, and equip you to live your best life and find your purpose. Join me every week as we dish out real life tips and tricks on all things juicy, inspiring, and educational, but of course, never boring. I'm Tori Ganahl, a millennial woman on my own journey to She, and your host of the She Factor Podcast. Grab your favorite cocktail or Starbucks drink and settle in for real, raw, and hilarious conversations as we dive into what makes us as women unstoppable. Hey, everyone. So I know you're probably expecting a different episode this week. We were actually supposed to have two episodes going live today where we closed out Freedom with some spicy combos with ladies on each side of the aisle. but. Sometimes the universe has different plans, and unfortunately, one of our guests had to reschedule. So here's what we're going to do, which I'm actually really excited about. Those two episodes are going to come out as bonus episodes right around election time, as if things won't be spicy enough around then. And today, I have two, again, two special treats for you. So number one, I just feel like we need some closure when it comes to freedom. So I'm going to share a super special thing that we did during our freedom event this month. During our event, we covered so many topics surrounding freedom. But what they all came back to was using your voice to be the change you want to see in the world. And I think one of the best examples of that is voting. And obviously, with the election right around the corner, voting has never been more important. And fun fact for y'all. In my very first election that I could vote in, which was the last one, I actually got to vote for my mom. She was right underneath Hillary and Trump on the ballot, which is so cool. But voting is just an amazing opportunity to make meaningful change, an opportunity that we are so, so lucky to have here in America that so many people don't have the privilege to. So my question for you is, how are you going to use that opportunity to make an impact? Making an impact can come in so many different forms, whether it be voting, lobbying, running for office, volunteering, or honestly just standing up for what you believe in. But what all of those things have in common is really key, and that is policy. And before you think, that's not for me, I don't want to talk about policy, it's boring, blah, 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 let's dive a little deeper into what policy actually means. So when you unpack the word policy, you'll be surprised that you actually find community. And we're all about community here, right, ladies? Are you concerned about poverty and inequality? Are you struggling to grow your business or interested in starting one? Are you worried about energy and the environment? Maybe you're starting to save money to buy a home or start a family. All of those things have community at the core and all of those things have so much to do with policy. So you're already talking about policy and thinking about policy. You just didn't even really know it. So add the facts and add a framework to have real conversations and welcome to a policy circle. So the policy circle was our freedom sponsor and partner for this month. And they are so amazing. They've actually been super involved with She Factor from the very start. If you tuned into the She Grad Party, they did a workshop, which was awesome. And we have just become really great friends with everyone in the policy circle. So what is the policy circle? They are a nonprofit organization that helps you take ownership of what you want to change so that you can make a real impact. And during our freedom event, we actually hosted a policy circle of our own. 
So I want you all to follow along with us as if you were right there with us. Have fun with it. Challenge yourself to really listen to others' perspectives and think about the topic that we're talking about, which is voting in a new light. Then stay tuned for more info at the end on our other bonus episode this week, welcoming us into October with a new sphere. Without further ado, I'm excited to introduce you guys to another Tori. I don't think we've ever had another Tori on our events before, um, but she's a policy circle leader from Austin, Texas, who's going to lead us as we circle up with some members of our She Factor community, which I'm super pumped about. So welcome, Tori. And then joining the combo live, welcome Abigail, Danielle, Daisha, and Natalie. So I'm going to add all these ladies to the screen. Um, okay. This might take me a second because there's so many of you. You might be able to do it on your own, maybe. Okay. Let's see. There's Tori. Tori, you're on the very, very bottom. Sorry. <laughs> okay. We got everyone? Yeah. I think so. I'll pass it over to you, girl. Well, thank you for the introduction. Happy to be the other Tori here. Um, like Tori said, I am part of the Policy Circle, and we're here today to talk about voting and different ways that you can get involved in our democratic process. So we have our guests here today to talk about that. We're just going to go through a couple questions, um, and feel free to add your input um, in the chat. So we were all given a brief um, to go over on different voting criteria and the way that our country kind of runs things running into this upcoming election. So I want to start off just by uh, kind of getting an overview of what our panelists think of the brief and just what jumped out most to them and what lens they are looking at this brief through, um, whether you're a first time voter or you've been voting for a few years, kind of what that personal experience looks like to you. So um, Natalie, if you wanna start us off. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, so my name's Natalie, I'm from Oregon. I've voted in every election since I was able to vote four years ago. And I guess going through this brief was really interesting for me because being from Oregon, kind of how Tori said before, I've never voted not by mail. So it was really fascinating to look through the traditions behind every different state's approach to the election process. Um, I was thinking even when I lived in Spain, when I um, was in college in Colorado, um, I always just mailed them my ballot. So it was a totally different, very simple for me process. Um, so that was really interesting to me. I really loved the assessment that was brought up, the assessment score that was brought up in the um, brief. It just talks about how you can evaluate every different candidate through their, I believe it said, um, beliefs, governability, and electability. And I felt that that was really valuable to me because I usually don't vote solely based off of a political party, but based off of those three factors. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, um, that's definitely a different experience. I've never mail done mail-in voting, and so it's good to hear that perspective. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Abigail, would you like to share your 
So my name is Abigail Weatherwax. I am from Des Moines, Iowa, and I have also voted in every election I um, have been old enough to be a part of. However, I have voted in person in two elections, uh, but the rest have all been absentee uh, by mail because I like to sit down and be able to look at all the candidates on my computer at the same time. I do my research beforehand too, but if I ever have any confusion or wait, is this the right person? Uh, I want to make sure that I'm looking at the right individual. So I'm being an informed voter. Um, one thing when reading the uh, brief that I definitely found beneficial, similar to Natalie, was that um, assessment scorecard for each uh, candidate. I've always done uh, my research on my own and kind of looked at their websites, maybe read a few articles or watch a few videos. But to have that like set guidelines of certain things, it kind of, I'm a very organizational visual type person. So having that right there already set up for me was like, thank you. That's going to be so beneficial uh, when I'm doing my research for this upcoming election. Yeah, that's a pro I hear a lot actually from absentee voting is that you can see everything right in front of you. You're not pressured by that one time here it is pick who you want to pick kind of ballot um danielle would you like to share your thoughts hi i'm danielle and first off thank you so much for giving me this opportunity i'm very excited so i have voted in every election so far the last in the last cycle, and I have not done absentee voting at all. All of my voting has been in person. I have done my research beforehand, of course, with a little help from my mom, but I'm looking into doing the research myself more, especially with this election. And I never knew about the scorecard when reading the article. I've always done my research beforehand, but hearing about the assessment card makes me realize that, you know, while it is nice to do my research, it's also nice to look at the assessment card so you have even more clarity on who you're voting for, who's gonna benefit the country the most, interstate the most, and basically who's willing to make a change and is not all talk, they walk the walk. Right. Yes, I agree. I think a big part of what we can do voting and in the upcoming elections is getting those resources out to people. I, I'm just like you. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know about the scorecard or other resources like it. Um, Daisha, would you like to give your input on the brief as well? I will. Thank you, Tori. Hi, everyone. This is Daisha from She Factor. I live in Littleton, Colorado, and excited to be part of this discussion. Um, I am 44 years old, so I've been voting for quite a long time. Um, however, reading over this brief, I learned a lot of things that I didn't realize before and just found a bunch of resources that I'm definitely going to be taking advantage of. Um, you know, in the past, I would say for some reason, when it's a presidential election, I really like voting in person. I don't know why that is. Um, maybe it's just that that empowerment and, and having that freedom to do so, I think is, is something that's important to me. Um, but I will say that voting at home, 
um, with the mail-in ballot is better for me to be able to understand exactly what I am uh, voting for and understanding the, the policies around that. Um, something that I think seems to happen when I vote is there's surprise things that pop up on the ballots that I literally have no idea about. And that makes me really nervous and uncomfortable to know what exactly to vote for. Um, and so I found, I really found it interesting on the brief, the ballot initiative, um, the resource that you could go to. So I clicked on Colorado to learn what could possibly be coming up on the ballot. And there's something about a transportation bond um, that's being discussed right now. So I thought that was really cool. And um, I think I would encourage everyone to also um, click on that resource that's available as well. And then um, just the policies. I know I there's so much more I need to learn and prepare myself before uh, November 3rd. So I thought it was a really good brief. Great. Well, thank you for reading and sharing. Um, so the next question I have for y'all is how if you have, have you participated in, participated in elections in the past? Um, the brief gave a few different examples of how you can get involved. So my question is, if you have taken advantage of those, um, if you have, what encouraged you to do so? And if you haven't, um, what was it that prevented you? Did you maybe not have the resources or knowledge and so on? Um, so we'll pass it on back to Natalie. Yeah, so I have, as I said before, I voted in every election, whether I was there in person or not. Um, I have volunteered to be a poll worker before, but since that doesn't exist in Oregon, I can't do that this time around. Um, if I was in Colorado, I would be, though. Um, I think that's something I've heard a lot about lately is that there's a shortage of people who are willing to volunteer, especially with COVID, because um, older people not necessarily doing that this time around. Um, so I think that's a really important way to get involved. I wish I could myself. Um, but yeah, I guess I think that part of the mail-in process eliminates a little bit of what I can get involved in. But I do think that it has encouraged me to vote for every single local election, which I think is really important if you want to um, you know, instill change in a community. It really does start at the very, very bottom of like school board. Somebody mentioned in the comments earlier, school board positions. Um, even our mayor, I think over this past time, I think we've all kind of come to understand what our local, um, politicians have and haven't done for us with all this chaos. So I'm definitely taking that more seriously moving forward. Yes, agreed. Those municipal elections definitely matter. So we encourage everyone to get out there for those. Um, Abigail, would you like to go next? So like I had said earlier, I have voted in every single election. Most have been absentee, but I have voted in person as well. Uh, and when I have got in person, uh, similar to Natalie, I've noticed most of them are volunteering or that retired age level. So historically, I kind of just thought, that's what people do. Like it's supposed to be uh, the people that are retired and uh, are at work all day. Uh, but then um, I went and caucus for the first time uh, this past spring, which is really exciting because um, I didn't get to uh, in the previous election. And I, one of the individuals that was leading it was my, my age, I'm 24. And I was like, oh, Okay, cool. So 
anyone can volunteer. So since then, I've been looking into uh, other ways that I can get involved in the community and uh, how to be able to vote in person, especially uh, going forward in this next election. Even if I plan on voting by mail, um, I can still go out and volunteer. That's just my way I like to vote, but I'm not necessarily afraid to go out and uh, take that step and be uh, around other people and with so many others uh, right now, especially being very hesitant to do so, I would be happy to be out and volunteer. So uh, I was excited to see in the brief even like different ways that we can reach out and what the roles are actually um, for getting involved more. Great, so Abigail, you said that you are looking to get more involved this election. What were the initial steps that you took to finding those resources on how to get more involved? Yeah, just looking at like our local like leadership, not leadership, but our uh, city council and uh, state officials just searching websites and just trying to find uh, contact information on how because it, do, it doesn't make it easy. Um, uh, but there's like a lot of information about absentee ballots and that sort of thing. And through different links, I kind of just maneuvered my way uh, to a, a form and submitted uh, information. So we'll see what I hear. <laughs> hey, well, thanks. Good, good luck. I hope you hear back with good news. Yeah. Um, Danielle, do you like to follow up? I would love to. So basically, like I said before, I have voted in every election in person, but to see as I go in person and, you know, see all these volunteers working to make sure that, you know, we all not only we do it right in all directions, but that our votes are counted is really empowering. And also, and the small little election for our local community. So basically people on the board and all that stuff, seeing that even though some people may not want to vote in person, having the ballot box, which is where basically like mail-in ballot, you can drop it off in that area. It's really cool because it shows that you're around ballot will be going to a safe place, but also checking online, which is something my mom did because she opted for mail-in for this small little election in our local community. Since the cases are going up. Anyways, seeing her do that and just be more educated on it is really impactful. And it's made me want to start more conversations with my family and friends and just bring more awareness to voting because if there's anything we learned from elect last election is that every single vote counts. Yes. Everyone. Yes, could not agree more. And with that, we will throw it on over to Daisha. So I too have voted in every election, but I have never participated um, as a poll worker or uh, even a, as a poll watcher, which I thought was really interesting. I guess I, when I read about poll watchers and their role, I just never um, 
was aware of my surroundings when I was voting. I think I was kind of like nervous that actually I was nervous that I was going to like get called out and do something wrong. Um, <laughs> so, um, but it's very interesting actually. And you're right. I think, um, I don't know who said it, but when before like looking around, you do kind of think it's just a, a volunteer type situation. Maybe it was Abigail that said that I never really thought about, could I do something like this? So I think that um, raised something pretty interesting to think about. Yes, I think that's a shared sentiment with everyone. For some reason, getting to the polls, you start to feel a little nervous, but I mean, it makes sense because it's an important thing to do. So we understand that. Um, just to add on, Mary in our chat said, quote unquote, bonus poll workers are paid. So if anyone's looking for some extra cash and wanting to help, well. out, you can do that as well. Um, so following that up, uh, once you get there, once you're at the poll and voting, we'd like to know what you look for in a candidate and whether or not you are voting along party lines most of the time or if you are an issue by issue voter. So we'll start back around at the circle with Natalie. Yeah, so I actually think this is a really interesting question because I think oftentimes politicians get grouped by specific issues and pigeonholed really hardcore for one issue or another. And I think that it's really important and it's something I've learned is that you do not have to agree with every single thing from every single politician you ever vote for. Um, I think it's far more important to really weigh the moral um like the thoughtfulness, the moral judgment, the some of those characteristics along with their policy and along with their plans. I think that every politician has to have some really um, effective plans in place. You can't just talk and not have a real plan in place. But I think that it's become more and more important to me, regardless of um, the party, to really listen to their ability to lead and their ability to work bipartisanly with both sides across the aisles. I don't think we'll get anything done if we don't have that kind of um, collaboration happening. Um, in my state, there's a lot of positions that are typically only one party or another. And so in that case, I think the primaries are so important because you want to then vote for maybe they're not your party and you don't 100% agree with their politics. but which one do you think is going to do a better job representing your community effectively, thoughtfully, inclusively? So that's how I typically vote. Yes. Love that. Um, bipartisanship definitely seems to be a big factor on people's radar, um, this election especially. So I understand. Um, Abigail? Well, first preach like everything Natalie just said. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, or not, but, but also, um, what I also look for is kind of that leadership, that, uh, values and morals, ethics, um, that the candidates have, uh, do they align with me? And I'm also the type of person, um, I don't just vote like one party straight down the line. If you look at my ballot, oftentimes like it's every like opposite, um, because I, when I am doing uh, my research, I'm looking at those things like, do I feel like I can trust this person? Do their beliefs and policy viewpoints uh, match mine? 
what uh, are their key issues that they're looking to face during their term? Is that what I'm looking for? Uh, and really help going in and digging in deep and trying to find the best match for each, uh, not election, but each uh position uh and what individual matches those the best it's not like i had said like it doesn't need to be straight one or the other i'm really just looking for in my eyes who is going to uh one meet my more the same ethics that i'm looking for and do well in the position as well as uh represent me and what i believe awesome thank you um danielle so Adding on to Abigail and Natalie, by the way, Natalie, right on with what you said. And so in all the elections, I've voted based on a party. Thanks, mom. <laughs> so, but as we get closer to the election and after this event, I'm realizing even before I voted by party that who you're voting for is really about who's willing to make a change in the world, who's willing to put up and fix all of the issues that are going on in the world, who's willing to really not just talk the talk, but walk the walk and make the changes that we need to make, who's willing to deal with this pandemic the right way and who's really and truly cares about the people and who actually wants to bring people together no matter the differences but have one common goal and that's to make this country and this world a better place and that's something that everyone should be looking into it's not just one thing it's not just who's willing to create right jobs, it's everything, everything in this world that we're dealing with, right. even in the local communities. Right. Yeah, I love the way you explain that. Um, voting, especially now, can be very circumstantial. And so making those changes in the method, the methodology you're using to vote um, is a good thing to, if you want to vote party or you want to vote issue, it's all circumstantial. And up to the individual. Uh, Daisha, would you like to follow up? Yeah, I, I love what everyone shared. Um, I think as I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about my answer to this, um, when I was younger, when I was a, a first time voter, I would say that I probably steered more towards party. And as I've gotten older and more educated and um, have a family and children at schools and, and more understanding of what's going on in my community and my country. I definitely tend to vote differently now. Um, what I'm looking for is an individual that I can trust, um, that aligns with my values, my family's values. Um, somebody that has the best interest of all of America in mind to unite us all instead of dividing us all. Um, and I just think, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting just to, this question just really made me start to think about it. Um, just how different 
I vote now versus when I was a first time voter. Right. Yeah, completely agree. I think um, Natalie kind of hit the nail on the head when she said that sometimes we can get we can pigeonhole parties really mm -hmm. partially. Um, and I think we can also start to do that to ourselves if we don't look deeply enough into the issues. And so I think that's really important. Um, that was the last question I had for y'all concerning the brief. If y'all have anything to add on, please do so. Um, and additionally, I think Heidi um, added the link for the policy circle and our briefs into the chat. And so we were super excited to share this information with y'all this meeting and hope that y'all gain some new information and new insight and will continue to keep yourselves informed. So thank y'all for participating so much. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Tori. Thank you so much. Thank you, Policy Circle. Thank you so much, Tori, for leading that and to Policy Policy Circle. Wow. Um, for just being a part of this amazing night. I mean, just hearing, I mean, I know all of the women who are on that, that policy circle personally and just hearing them talk about their opinions and their perspectives and hearing y'all speak about something so different than what we typically talk about was really inspiring to me and really cool to hear how also reading the brief, you know, my, how my perspective shifted because of your guys's perspective. So, um, thank you guys for being vulnerable and sharing that with everyone. And, um, you know, it's so important. Um, at Policy Circle, they really encourage women to lead through conversation. I think we just saw that happen literally right in front of us, and it was amazing. Um, so now that we've expanded our view on being an, an active voter and what that means to us, the next step is then translating that knowledge into action. And we're going to give you some ways how to do that. So obviously, first of all, register to vote. If you aren't already, um, you can go visit usa.gov or vote.org. We've been sharing vote.org or vote.gov like crazy on the She Factor account. We really just want to encourage you guys to go check your registration, register. It's so quick and easy. Um, and that's the number one way to get involved and be actively involved with your community. Get to know your candidates. Um, I know that we talked a little bit about that in the chat. Um, Heidi and I were going back and forth, but um, really for me, seeing her go through that campaign cycle when I voted for her in the election and getting to know all the candidates so personally really opened up my perspective as a voter to how accessible candidates are. And especially in right now, um, you know, not sticking with party or platform, like we were just talking about in that last question, like who do you trust to make the decision and who do you trust to align most? Um, you know, I was looking at the chat across all the different platforms that we have the streaming on right now. And one of the things that kept coming up was how do you know who to vote for if you don't agree completely with a candidate? And the matter of fact is you're probably never going to completely agree with a candidate, but if you get to know them and really get to know who's running um, in your area, their stances on key issues, and how closely you align with them, that's where to start. Um, so get to know your candidates. Ballotpedia.org is a great resource. You can see it right there on the screen um, to find those candidates and see what they're all about. Another great way to engage is just with your local candidates is by attending virtual events just like this one. Ask them questions directly through social media. Go straight to the source and check out their campaign site. Um, my mom and I just recorded a podcast uh, two weeks ago and we talked a lot about just getting to know your candidates and getting to know um, deeper 
deeper person within the facade of the candidate on who are they and what are their values is so important. Um, dive into the issues, the ballot measures and the policy proposals that will be on the local ballot and the national ballot too. I mean, it's so important to understand these. And I know Daisha said it, I think during that policy circle discussion is they're really complex and they're hard to understand. And you have to do a lot of research in order to decide if that's what you want to vote for or not. But just diving into them and figuring out the right resources that make the most sense to you and doing as much research on different different sides of the issue as well is so, so, so important. So explore ballotready.org. You can see lists from your area directly on the issues, ballot measures, and policy proposals. I think we've had a really meaningful conversation tonight about policy and how important it is. So I hope you all take that away with you tonight from this event is just how important it is to understand the policies. And um, those are really the way that we're going to make impactful change um, and come together as parties into one. Um, lastly, but not least, that was not really what I was meant to say, but that's okay. Um, it's not just about voting. You know, we talked about how you show up all throughout our night tonight in different ways. There's so many ways to participate in our democratic process beyond just voting, including signing up to be a poll worker, as we talked about. And I have never voted at the polls. I've never had the opportunity to. I haven't in Oregon. And, um, you know, in Colorado, I had an absentee ballot. So I totally related to you, Natalie, when you said that. And I don't have the feeling of, you know, putting the sticker on my shirt and getting to interact with those people. So I'm really interested. And I think that's something I would want to do um, just to have that experience and but poll workers check in voters if you don't know what they do or who they are. Um, they talked a little bit about it, obviously, in um, the policy circle, but they set up equipment, issue ballots, play a really vital role in ensuring the strength and integrity of the voting process. And I think we've seen that be a little bit compromised with COVID. And, you know, I think it's it's opened up a, a new perspective for a lot of people who haven't had an experience outside of that, but also like for Natalie and I have. Um, so adults over 60 have made up the majority of the poll workers in recent years, like we were talking about too. So with this group really vulnerable to COVID-19, there's a huge shortage of poll workers right now. And it's so crucial that more younger Americans sign up to serve our communities. And yes, there will still be polls. Not all states have adapted to the mail-in voting system. So this is a great way to show up and get involved in your community and directly interact with your community and get engaged as a citizen um, and learn about the process too. Um, you know, one of the policy circle leaders, um, they shared this quote with me, said about her poll worker experience. She said, I felt that I was giving my community an act of love and an act of service. So not only are you being actively involved in democracy, but you gain a valuable leadership experience by showing up for people that you typically don't know or interact with and, and giving them the freedom to vote and share their voice and voice their opinion. And how cool is that? That's so freaking cool. Um, so you can sign up to be a poll worker at www.workelections.com. Um, I can put that in the chat too um, for you guys. And like they said, during that discussion, poll workers do get paid. So that's a huge perk. Um, so all of this information is on the Policy Circles website. So visit the link in the chat um, that I think my mom shared a little bit back. And I'll also share it in the follow-up email to all of you guys as well. Um, 
but there's tons of resources on there. I mean, visit the link, go explore their election series. They've partnered with the skin skin has an election series that is super awesome in a little bit, you know, um, we've talked to them about that as well. And there's a lot of resources going up right now for people to be more aware and in tune with what's going on in the election. So just do your research and policy circle is a great place to start to do that. But thank you again for having this conversation all of the ladies that joined tonight um, for that policy circle discussion. And it was just, I, it was really impactful to me. Honestly, it was awesome to hear such deep and vulnerable moments from girls that I know from this community and talk about a different topic. So um, we love this organization, the work they're doing to empower women to find their own voice and the incredible changes and deeply rooted impact that they've made to bring women of all beliefs together is truly impeccable. So I just love how their framework allows women to learn, connect, and tackle the issues together. So I so, 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 so encourage you guys, if you're watching this and you're ready to circle up and start your own policy circle, please, please, please go visit thepolicycircle.org and get that conversation started ASAP. And it's super fun and just you do this and typically you do it in person, which is even better. But um, yes, do all the things, go register, go start a policy circle, just have conversations and listen and engage. How amazing was that conversation, guys? I knew every woman that was a part of that conversation and seeing them have that conversation and open up and talk about their beliefs and their values and their experience with voting just opened up my eyes to a new version of these amazing women. I mean, just having a discussion about a topic that I think most of us find so blunt and dry voting, you know, it's, it seems easy to the touch. It seems like we just go out, we vote, we get our sticker and that's it. But there is so much more to it. So I hope that you guys got that from this episode. And I hope that you go out and you use your right to vote next month. The election is only 32 days away. So how are you going to use those days? Get educated. Make sure you're registered to vote. Get to know the local candidates and the ballot initiatives on your ballot. You can reach out directly with questions or do your own research using sites like Ballot Ready, which we'll link in the show notes. Create your own candidate scorecard like they talked about during this discussion. And then I want you to get engaged. Go be a poll worker. They're an absolutely crucial part of our voting process. And oftentimes they even get paid like they talked about during our policy circle. So earn some extra cash, go do that. And if you're not ready for that full commitment, become a poll watcher and I'll add some resources so that you guys can go check to see what that looks like in your state and how to do that. You can spark up conversations with friends and family, talk about points of contention or conflict about certain issues, come at those conversations with open-mindedness and compassion because that is where the magic happens, ladies. And if you're not sure how to do that, I will also link our blog post on this topic in the show notes. And then lastly, just get excited. We can't say it enough. Just vote, 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 vote. Get excited about exercising this right and privilege. Use your voice boldly and confidently and embrace your freedom to do so. And if you really want to take it to the next level, start a policy circle. It is so easy to do. Just go to their website, which I'll also link in the show notes and have this conversation live in person. Well, after COVID, live in person, during COVID, over Zoom or virtually. But go at this past the election. Keep having these conversations. Keep making an impact. 
making movements, getting excited about what's going on in your community by being engaged with Policy Circle. So like I said, I was going to give you a little teaser into our other bonus episode that we have going out today. It is packed full of really exciting announcements, super awesome sphere that we're diving into, which you'll learn more about, and all of the details about mental health, wellness, being the best, most confident version of yourself. So hope you check that out and I will see you all next week for another special surprise. Looking for more than a weekly dose of She Factor? Find us on social media at The She Factor or head to our website, thesheefactor.com to keep up to date with all the trends on our blog and daily She email. Still want more? Subscribe on our app for access to live events near you, special offers from our brand partners and lots of exciting tools to help you launch your life. Thanks for listening and see you next week.